Jesus' name and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. 
We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do now uh, one of our favorite things. We're going to have a little meet and greet time. So why don't you go and give somebody a handshake. Give them a hug because people love hugs apparently. Give them a fist bump. Make sure everybody gets a little love to start off this new year. Let's go. Focus, pushing off the limits in this moment. I feel your spirit moving all around me. Come and have your way. I'm looking at these dry bones. You're reviving this faith inside of my soul. You're igniting. You're calling me to levels that are higher. I can see your face when I say.
have to tell you first, you can be seated. That's what I have to tell you first. Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, I'm going to start weird because that's how it goes around here. This is really weird. <laughs> um, I'm really grateful for it. Praise God. And you know what this means is that we can move the chairs way up and fit in more people and more people can come into the kingdom of God. So that's really, really cool. Um, but I got to tell you, Pastor Dave was like, no, no, no. I'm going to stay down here. I want to be close to the people. And Pastor Josh and I were like, do you understand how much work it took to build that platform? That is a platform for the Lord, and you need to stand on it. And so we pushed Pastor Dave, pushed Pastor Dave by the grace of God, to be up here January 1st. There was an agreement, okay? So we're up here January 1st. And I'm so excited to be up here, but I've got to tell you, it's awkward. You're so far away. I love you. Okay, anyway, we'll make this work. It's fine. It's fine. We'll fit more seats and it'll be less awkward later. So, Happy New Year. I'm glad that you're awakened at church this morning. It must mean that you're like the rest of us where we watched the ball drop in New York and then went to bed. Right. Okay, like three of you giggled at that. Um... Here's the important part of this morning. First of all, we're having communion to start the year off. That's really, really great. Awesome. Start the year off right. And secondly, yes, the calendars are here. Yes, it is a miracle. So thanks to Jesus and Miss P, you actually get one today. So that's a really, really big deal. I think you should explain. I think it's a miracle. Okay, so here's the story. So, uh, yeah, about the calendars, you're, you, you normally get them at the Christmas service. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know how transparent to be here, but I guess I'll go all the way. So I'm very picky about the picture that's on the calendar, and that may sound so petty, but it really, like, just bothers me if it's a fall-time month and they've got, like, a desert scene, or it's December and it's, you know, not snowy pictures. And so I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get the normal calendars, I'm going to upgrade and get better calendars and spend more money on them yeah right yeah help me out help me out all right feeling lonely here so I, I got better calendars but i they were supposed to be blank well what they did was they put inspirational quotes on the calendars which is cute but some of the quotes were not from people that i would specifically endorse in life uh, and uh and so you know fine fine quotes so what we did is uh, I picked a verse for every single month, and we, we printed them out on labels, and we put it over the inspirational quote that was on there for each month. And so you have a hand-picked Bible verse every single month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the pictures are just the most beautiful pictures ever. So... There you go. They're a little bit late, but you have your calendars. Everyone's been asking me, where's the calendars? Where's the calendar? I thought Connie was going to come at me a minute ago. So I'm just like, hey, the calendars are here and the ushers have them right now. So ushers, come on up. And uh, every household gets a calendar. All right. Every household. And if you're really nice and you need to, well, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But anyway, happy new year. And there's the story. There you go. They are Pastor Dave artisan calendars. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. And if you haven't seen Cletus this morning, he's rocking some, some, some nice church merch. <laughs> How do I even say that? Anyway, his daughter Chloe, who is great at those kind of things, um, upgraded his life as an usher. So that's just, it's very, very nice. 
It's very nice. So on to more churchy things, okay? Uh, the men's meeting is this Saturday at 9 a.m. It's the first one of the year, okay? There was a ton of you at the last one and a little amount of food. So here's the deal. Here's how this works for the rest of the lift groups. You bring some food to share, okay? Bring some food to share. If Robert brings some canned gravy and breadsticks, if you haven't been to a men's meeting, anyway, it's a thing. Anyway, if Robert happens to bring some canned gravy and breadsticks, then you just bless the Lord. But you bring something to share. 9 a.m. this Saturday, Victory Hall. Praise the Lord. Ladies, did you get one of these? Wave it at me. Wave it at me because you have it in your hand. Yes. Okay, lots of you are missing these. Don't miss these before you leave. Um, it's my favorite because that look sort of sums up my life right now. <laughs> so it is a fresh start to the new year. And you need these women around you. And you need the word of God to be able to strengthen you. So if you haven't made it a priority to make it to women's meetings, make it happen, sister. Okay, it's an important, important thing. So women's meeting, Friday the 13th. It's not weird. It's for Jesus. Okay. Friday the 13th, um, bring some food to share, soup, sandwich, or dessert, and be there. 630 the 13th. Also, January devotionals came out. Okay. They are ready to roll. Also, a fresh start for the new year. New starts are a good thing because if you messed up, it just all gets wiped away. It's like Jesus. It's great. So make sure you get your January devotional and make sure that you're making a priority for the word in your life. Don't get busy and forget it. Also, we do this all the time, but it's because we're the body of Christ. Okay. So a body works together. You know, if my leg didn't show up for work today, it would be a problem. And if my foot just decided it wasn't in the mood to be a part of my body, it would be a problem. We got a little bit of a problem. So nursery and children's is always, always, always in need of workers. It's an eternal thing, but here's what we've got going on. We all have a bajillion children. So there's a lot of kids in this place. We also know a lot of kids that get brought in here who need this every week. My kids need this because it's not coming from me because they can go into children's church and they can worship God in their own way. And it's not mom made them or mom told them or mom said that kind of thing but we also have kids who come in here whose lives are not mom told them they need Jesus and this is our honor and privilege to give it to them and so I would really love it if any one of you decided that you would like to be a part of that ministry it's not a babysitting service There are times that it's been rough, but we have changed a lot of what we're doing with curriculum and teams and things like that. You can do simply doing media. You can simply be there at the door to take stickers. There are very, very simple jobs if you're not interested in teaching or what have you. But a lot of us in this room, not only do we have the education level to teach, but we have the heart to share the gospel with people. And having that heart to share the gospel is a really big deal. And here's a chance. So if the Lord's been dealing with you and getting more involved, find that clipboard and put your name and phone number. We do make sure here that we are all background checked and good to go. We will be fingerprinting and live scanning coming in the coming year. That's part of what's going on. It's also a a legal requirement in the state of California. So 
please know that we care seriously about our kids here, but we also seriously care that they know the gospel and that they're able to take it with them into their homes, into their school situations, and they're changing the environment around them. And I'm really sorry it's going to happen because it's just a proud moment for me. I'm not her mama, but one of the products of this house and what God is doing is working the sound booth right now. Can you wave at me, Miss Maley Mata? Hi. So, Miss Maley Mata, who's going to be completely red right now. I'm so sorry. I love you. Um, Miss Maley Mata is a product of this house. She came here as a little, little girl. Her family life was in a difficult situation. And what God put within her by using this house, not because we're awesome, but because of the gospel, changed her life and it's changing her school in a thousand ways because the gospel is in her. So it's a really big deal what we do around here. And I would like to ask you to please be a part of that. Amen. Praise God. You know, it's a new year, and I know lots of people are, you know, deciding what they're going to do with their year. Well, this is a great chance to get involved and serve in God's house. Amen. All right. Well, I've got kind of a a special treat for you now, and it's this. We have a 2022 recap video of everything that happened last year. All right. And it was a busy, busy, busy year and uh, lots of pictures. They, uh, you know, they have they move really fast about one second each. But anyway, I want to look back on what God did. 2022 was the best year that we have ever had yet. And we'll talk about that more later. But let's take a few minutes here to uh, recap the previous year and celebrate what God did in 2022. Let's go.
Um, I love you all so very, very much. And thank you for recognizing the ways that God has changed your life and being so willing to be a part of what he's doing. I love you. Merry New Year. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. What a good way to start things off. I'm going to have Mrs. Pastor come on up this morning and do our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. All right. Who knows what time it is? It is indeed happy time. God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Go ahead. All right. Well, how's everybody doing? I tell you what, if you're not blessed yet, you will be blessed by the time you leave this place. Amen. Hallelujah. The anointing of God is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And just relax and receive what the Lord has for you today. Amen. All right. Well, if you need an envelope for your giving, raise your hand and our ushers will be more than happy to give you one. Um, I'm going to be reading out of Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. I'm in the new King James Version today. And I just, I want to challenge you with this word today. You know, if your finances are a mess... And you're not doing your finances God's way. That's why your finances are a mess. Do you think God's pretty smart about money? He's very smart about money. Yep. You know, I've been told there's like 2,000 verses verses in the Bible just on finances alone. And also like 14 of the parables talk about finances So if finances concern you, finances concern God. And if finances concern God, finances concern you. Now this is the way you get victory in finances. You ready for this? Verse 8. Will a man rob God? What a statement. I don't know what the statistics are nowadays, but what is how many, how many Christians tithe? You know the, Less than 10% of believers, Christians, tithe, obey this verse. And they wonder why their life's a mess. Then the Lord says, yet you've robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, he said, for you've robbed me, even this whole nation. So what are you going to do to remedy it? In verse 10, he says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. A tithe means tenth. So you're supposed to bring 10% of your gross income into the house of the Lord. Amen. Wait a minute, and I will read you all the promises that the Lord does for you if you obey this. Okay, wait, 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 get ready for this. So he says, bring all the tithes, the 10% of your whole, your gross income into the storehouse. That's your local church, whether High Desert's your local church or the Catholic church is your local church or the Baptist church is your local church. It makes no difference. Your local church is where you're to bring your tithe. Why? That there may be food in my house. Well, what kind of food? Well, spiritual food, perhaps. Probably more importantly than anything is a spiritual food. You know, if we had, if Pastor Dave had to go out and work a 40, 45, 48 hour uh, job a week and come in here with something spiritual for you, you wouldn't get much. That's why he's paid. And then he says, and now try me now in this or prove God in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing 
that you're not even going to have room enough to receive it. And listen to this promise. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Who's the devourer? The devil. Satan's the devourer. And God Almighty says, if you are a tither and bring offerings to the local house of God, that he will rebuke Satan from your life. And I'll even go a step further, and I'll tell you about when Pastor Dave had leukemia when he was a boy. We know lots of healing scriptures. Healing is one of our main things that we do. You know the scripture that we stood on? Father, we're tithers. Satan's trying to devour our son's life. Rebuke him in Jesus' name. And then two weeks later, a miracle of miracles, he was totally healed. That's what God will do for you if you're a tither. Amen. And then he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations or all people will call you blessed because they're going to see you at the, at the workplace. They're going to see you in your neighborhood. Gonna, they're gonna, your family's going to see you. They're going to say, man, they're blessed. Why are they so blessed? Because you're tithers and givers. For you will be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Now that's good news. Now this is a fresh start. This is January 1. So why don't you start doing your finances right this year. The Holy Ghost through the word of God says, prove me now. I dare you to prove God in this and see if it works. And it works absolutely every time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, let's stand up and... uh, Say our financial financial faith confession. Yeah, say that fast. You ready? As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, Bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so that I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
Jesus, it's you. 
Just the mention of your name can raise the dead. So all the glory to the only one who can. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you.
We've seen him do some mighty and miraculous things in our midst and in each of our lives. He is the wonder-working, miracle-working God. And we know that whatever we need, 
He's got the power to do. Amen. It's just we've got to believe him and trust him. Amen. I, uh, it's on my heart this morning. We want to, Pastor Katie and I want to lay hands on uh, Destiny over here. I know she's at a, uh, getting ready to fly out here in just a little bit to San Antonio for her next level of training in the army and we want to bless her and jesus this morning and so uh can we lay hands on you guys this morning that'd be all right amen we've seen uh you know the lord do miracles in these lives right here you know uh jesus gave his life to the lord just about a month or two ago amen and uh god's been rocking his socks ever since then and uh we just love what the lord's doing in this young family but let's lay hands on them can you guys stand right here and we want to send her with the blessing of god and the protection of the lord for you know whatever lies ahead father in jesus name lord we lay hands on destiny and on jesus lord and i thank you lord that this next phase this next season of of training and everything lord that you're with her every step of the way she is not alone lord you said you would never leave us you would never forsake us and we thank you lord that even in in moments of uh, of challenge and and moments of being pushed and stretched lord that you are right there giving her the strength and i thank you that she rises to the top in every class and in every category Lord, because she's got the blessing of God. And Lord, as Jesus spends these next few months uh, taking care of the kiddos and everything else here on the home front, Lord, we thank you that the grace and the anointing of God is upon him. And Lord, we say that this season, uh, even though there may be miles between them, Lord, that they are growing closer together and closer to you, Father. We thank you that your blessing is upon them and you are nothing but good to us. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise today, guys. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. You guys can make your way to your seats today. Praise God. Wow. We've already had some church in here this morning, haven't we? (laughs) Praise God. Well, we're going to get into the word of God here. And oh, you know what? Thank you. Left my sermon down there. That's uh, that's not going to work. I'm going to need that. and my Bible. Come on. <laughs> so you're going to have to be patient with me as I get used to this whole new thing. Uh, but Pastor Katie and Josh are right. You know, uh, a lot of hard work went into this, and a lot of uh, a lot of money. So I'm going to I'm going to preach from up here and get used to it, and uh, it's going to be good. But I have found out. You know, I was worried about. I try to get ten thousand steps a day. I'm not going to have an issue with that now because every uh, walking back and forth between here and the front row is like a thousand steps in itself. So praise God, you know, just crunching those goals every day. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get into the message. Um, the first thing that I want to uh, want to do is to look at the 2023 theme verse. It's on your calendar there. And we kind of shared it the other night. But you know that every year uh, we we seek the Lord about, you know, what his direction is and what would be, you know, the, the verse that we're going to stand on for the year. Last year it was Joshua 24, 15. And that verse says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And uh, and so as a church, our main focus and calling at High Desert Word Center is to families and to marriages and and to parenting. That's our main focus. And the way that we achieve that is through the word of God. Amen. And so our whole mission statement is that we are a family church equipping God's people for victorious Christian living. Now, Every church has a specific calling and a unique 
uh, set of gifts. And, and each church and each person needs to really primarily focus on that. And once you've established what your calling is and what your goal is in life, you can really prioritize things, can't you? And the thing is, is that most people in their individual lives, uh, you know, I found out that a lot of people, they don't really have a target that they're shooting at. Uh, they're just kind of aimlessly wandering through life. That's not an insult. That's just the fact of the matter. And so uh, I, I found out that if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. But when you focus on what it is you're called to, you can really start being a very productive person and a productive church. And so uh, no doubt about it, our main calling and mission is to to families and to grandparents and parents and, and, and all that. And we want to reach anybody and everybody, but that just seems to be what God has gifted us to do. And so we'll continue that throughout 2023, but the theme verse for this year is a verse that God God laid on my heart um, as I was uh, just seeking him for this new year for the church. So Colossians 2 and verse 7. Can we turn there this morning? Yeah, who's excited about this? Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 7. And I love this verse. I believe that it speaks directly to where we are at as a church. And so I'm going to read it and then we'll kind of explain a little bit of, about, uh, what's going on here. Colossians 2 7, it says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built upon your money, <laughs> upon your romance. No, 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 no. Upon your political views. Oh, whoa, 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 wrong time. All right. No, let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. That is a home run verse right there, man. There is a lot packed into that, that we're going to break down some of that. Um, now, if you need an outline for the sermon, raise your hand and the ushers will get you one and uh, you can follow along with that. So I'm going to, I want to talk for a few seconds here about this verse. Now, I guess I'll just start from here that the past three years, okay, have been years of insane growth for High Desert Word Center. And I think you can see that if you've been around here for very much of this. And, uh, and, 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 and so with great growth is, it's awesome. But if you don't have a foundation and deep roots, Growing really tall can be dangerous because you can't sustain what God's done in your life. That could go for a church. That could go for you as an individual. And so many times you may see somebody that's like, wow, they just instantly became famous, right? You know, they they posted some, you know, funny video on Instagram and now all of a sudden they're uh, an influencer or whatever. And, and people are like, man, this 16-year-old girl is a great leader. No, she put a fun, couple of funny videos on the internet, but, but when you have instant success like that, but no foundation, it doesn't last very long. Think about this. The people that win the lottery, they instantly come into tons of money and statistically speaking, I didn't look it up this morning, but statistically speaking, most people that instantly come into great money lose it and are broke in a really quick amount of time. Why? Because they didn't have the foundation to handle instant massive growth. 
So many athletes. I look at so many of these guys that I've respected and loved, but that, that, you know, they instantly at a young age came into being multimillionaires and blew it all very, very quickly because they were talented, but they didn't have the foundation and the roots to sustain the growth that happened in their lives. Now it's one thing everyone at the, you know, beginning of the year is, is looking at, you know, losing a few pounds and hey, I'll admit it. All right. The holidays were not good to me this year. I put on a few. All right. But everybody wants to lose it. And that's cool because honestly, you know, you can probably lose some of that really, really quick, but that's not what's impressive to, you know, to lose, to just instantly drop weight. Really, that, that's okay. But you know what's really impressive is when you sustain the growth, amen. When you when you sustain it and keep it off, that's when we're impressed, amen. Anybody can go to the gym and you know kind of instantly get a little bit stronger, but what's impressive is when you keep that strength and sustain it. You get where I'm coming from this morning? And so we're not just talking about, you know, hey, man, let's just instantly see how quick we can grow, how quick we can make this happen. We want long-term stability. And that's what you need in your life, too. Your The answer to your problems isn't just an instant, you know, magic wand, boom, fix everything, because you'll lose it if you don't have the foundation and the roots to take care of it. Can I get an amen this morning? It's the truth. And so, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit and, and I'm going to share a few things about our church because we're family here and it's the beginning of a new year and, and we've got a lot to celebrate. And so some of the things I'm going to share, none of it is to, uh, is to, is to brag on any person here. It's to say, look what the Lord has done and give thanks to God for it because I, I don't ever want to be a person that God does big things for and, you know, just nonchalantly move on and not give him the credit that is due to him. Do you see what I'm saying? Because part of that verse right there is as your roots grow down and your faith gets stronger, you overflow with thankfulness. And I want to be thankful and give praise to God for what he's done. But I just been looking back at the last about three years uh, of life and of church here. And it's been astounding what God has has done in our midst. And I, and I want to give him praise for it. But you know, uh, I've gone to a lot of pastors conferences this year all over the country and, and, you know, had the chance to talk with different pastors and stuff. But, you know, statistically speaking, according to the Pew Research Foundation, the average church in the United States lost one third of its attenders since COVID hit. They've lost a third of the people that came to church. And I'm like, if there's ever a time to go to church and take God seriously, it's right now. But Unfortunately, for a lot of people, it had the opposite effect. They got scared for a minute, then they let go, and the average church lost one-third of its attenders since COVID hit. Well, on Friday, I was just, you know, looking at the final numbers for 2022, and it it really, it kind of, I don't want to say blew my mind, but it astounded me that at High Desert Word Center, we've seen a 66% increase since March of 2020. I'm like, why in the world? 
66% since March of 2020 when COVID hit. And some of this includes our online members who participate and contribute as well. There's people, you know, we talk about them, but Texas, Virginia, New York, Florida, you know, there's someone watching from Nicaragua all the time now. And it's just incredible to see that, you know, how God's reaching these people. And, and a lot of them are participating and contributing as well. But it's just, it's, it's astounded me what God has done. And on the average week, we reach 240 people with the gospel and the word of faith message from High Desert Word Center. And and at this point, there's over 300 active attenders and members in the church. And I give thanks to God for that. Um, again, this is all, none of this is bragging. It's just to talk about God for a minute. Um, the median uh, church average in the U.S. is 65 people. And, and you know, I've been, that's how our church has been for a long time and what God has done. Um, but uh, again, w- just listening to God has really paid off the last few years. And that's, you know, uh, statistically put High Desert Word Center in the top 10% of churches nationwide. And that's just, it's blown my mind. And, uh, and, and how could all that be? Well, here's what I'm getting at is in your life, you have to listen when the Lord speaks to you. A lot of people have told us to do things differently than we've done the last few years. They told us you better close your doors during COVID. Don't reopen them. And we were like, you know what? We fell for that once. We closed for a few weeks, you know, eight weeks or whatever. And, and we just stayed open and, and, and God blessed that decision. I believe it was the right decision to do that. We went to refinance the mortgage last year with a Christian loan company, and they looked on our website. They were getting ready to close this deal. And and, and they looked on our website and was like, wait, part of your belief system is that God wants all Christians to prosper and be in health. Why would you say that? And we're like, well, because it's in the Bible. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And they said, no, we, we're not, we're, we're canceling the deal. We're not going to refinance you. And we're like, okay, that kind of stinks because we, you know, uh, we wanted to refinance and pay this thing off. Well, guess what? We just, you know what? We're going to do it without the bank's help or anybody's help. We're just going to rely on God. As of January 1st, 2021, we owed $170,000 on the mortgage. As of November, we owed zero. It's entirely paid off. Now, that has to be God because there's not a chance in the world that I'm smart enough to do anything about that. Or, you know, and I love my family, but it's, and the leadership here, but you know, uh, you know, we're mediocre at best, to be honest. No, I'm, I'm joking. You know, you know, maybe we are, but, but that just shows you what God can do when you just listen to him and tune everybody else out. And so what I'm getting at is with quick growth in your personal life and in your business, or in your church, you know, we've got business people here and, and it's super cool if just money floods in all at once for your business, right? But if you don't have the foundation and the stability to handle it, it's a bad thing for you. And so I'm going to talk to us this morning about a couple of things here that are going to prepare us for the new year. And we're going to dig into this deeper in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, this is just the very first Sunday and I didn't, you know, plan on that everybody would be here today. So I want to really tackle this deeper in the coming weeks, but We're going to look at two things in regards to preparing us for the new year. Who wants 2023 to be the absolute best year you have ever had in your life? 
Absolutely. I want it to be the absolute best year that you've ever had yet because 24 can be even better, but you got to start where you're at right now, all right? And so uh, let's get into this. Number one, preparing for the new year. Number one, you need deep roots. You need deep roots. And I want to look this morning at something that Jesus taught us in Mark chapter 4. Let's go there, Mark chapter 4. And so this is really a very important parable that Jesus taught. In fact, Jesus said, if you can understand this one, you can get all the rest of the parables and and things that he was teaching. So I would put this at the very top of the list. But this is the story of uh, the sower sows the word or or the farmer uh, planting the seed. And it's in Mark chapter 4. And we're going to look here just at verses 3 through 6. And because uh, there's something I need you to see here in uh, in the last couple of verses of it. But Mark chapter four, and we're going to look here at verses three through six. It's, uh, Jesus says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed as he scattered it across his field. Some of the seed fell on a footpath, or, you know, a walking path, and the birds came and ate it. And so if it's that hard ground, the seed won't even soak in. And and so the birds just came and ate it and nothing ever happened. Look at verse 5, though. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. It was just shallow. But what happened? You know, you may plant something in shallow soil and be like, oh, wow, look at this thing growing all of a sudden. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of neat. But look what happens if you're shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun. And since it didn't have deep roots, somebody say deep roots, it died. It died. And, and, and so that's kind of a sad thing to look at. And Jesus goes on to say that each of these types of ground he was talking about represent different people's hearts that he sows the word of God into. But this right here tells us that fast growth with shallow roots is not a good thing because it doesn't last. And, you know, oftentimes we see someone who isn't very godly but they seem to just really have everything clicking for them. It's like, man, these guys, they're growing in their life. They're, they're, they're making gains in their finances. They're making gains in this. These, these people just have it all together. And especially in the day and the age of social media and the internet, we see this because people can put a filter on some pretty ugly stuff and make you think they're living the dream, can't they? Yes, they can. Right? You know, I mean, you could just, anyway, I'm going to go into all that, but what I'm saying is this, is that fast success, unless you've just really got it together, fast success usually doesn't last. Most of the time, you know, some of these people that, you know, we could maybe look at in the world, they're shallow and don't have deep roots and the success is very short-lived. Now, I've determined in my life I don't want to go down as someone who was successful for a few years and then lost it all. You know, man, that guy was a millionaire for like six months. It was incredible. But he died bankrupt and homeless and in poverty. That, you know, that's not impressive. I want to grow old and die as someone who had a stable, consistent, successful life that had a lasting impact for my kids and grandkids and the next generation to come. I want to leave an impact. And that doesn't happen just by seeing how 
rich and famous you can get as quickly as you possibly can. And so I'm going to tell you this. This is on your outline. Don't let other people be the standard by which you measure your success. Don't let other people be the standard by which you measure your success. Let Jesus and the Bible be the measurement of your success. And I found out if you're basing your life off of somebody else's, you're either going to live a life full of jealousy because you'll never catch up to them. They'll always be one step ahead because they're doing what they were called to do and you're trying to do what they were called to do also. You're going to live a life of jealousy or you may become full of pride. If you're, and that's a dangerous situation. If you're comparing yourself to somebody else, either you're going to be jealous or you're going to be full of pride and say, hey, I may not be doing everything God called me to do, but at least I'm doing better than that guy right there. I've got it together. That's wrong. You compare your life. The standard of measurement for your life is what God told you to do and what his word is telling you to do, not somebody else's life. And, of course, if you're comparing to other people's lives, you may miss your calling altogether. And I don't want to stand before God and say, him say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, Lord, but hey, don't you get it? I had 50 million uh, followers on the Internet, and, and I had a million dollars, and I, and I had this. And he's like, that's cool, but I didn't call you to do that. I called you to raise those kids in the ways of God. And you kind of ditched them so you could get famous. You know, or, or, you know, hey, that's cool, but I called you to, to, to help the families of Barstow and you didn't do that. You did this over here and like, by the world standards, you were a success, but you kind of failed in my book. Like, what's that conversation going to look like? And so I'm telling us today that we can't measure our success based upon other people's lives. We have to start putting down roots and doing what God called us to do. Look this morning at Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Are you glad to be spending your New Year's Day in the house of God? Amen. I'm glad. You know, one great thing about living on the West Coast is you can still watch the ball drop, like Pastor Katie said, but it's at 9 o'clock out here. I mean, I grew up in the, you know, in the Eastern time zone, and if you wanted to see this thing, you had to stay up till midnight. And I'm just going to get real. I'm in my upper 30s. I can't do that anymore, guys. And so it's it's getting real. But praise God, you know, you can watch it live, and then you can just go to bed and pretend like you celebrated the new year. It's great. So, amen. Are you with me? All right. <laughs> Some of you are like, you are so lame, dude. Uh, Jeremiah 17, and we're going to look at verses 7 and 8. And I love these verses. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. So this morning, what is your hope and your confidence? Is it in yourself? Well, I was always told to believe in yourself, believe in yourself. Yeah, you should believe in yourself, but... Beyond that, you better believe in God, right? He needs to be the source of your hope and confidence because I have personally let myself down a whole lot of times. Let's just get real. I've let other people down a whole lot of times. But my hope and my confidence isn't in me. I do the best I can, but my hope and my confidence is in the Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Verse 8. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Look at it. 
such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. What a beautiful picture of what the Christian life should be like. It doesn't tell us right there that, hey, once you get planted by the riverbank, once you get deep roots, there's never any seasons of drought. It is always just perfect bliss from there on out. No. When your roots are deep into God and in his word, there still comes hard times. But the thing is, is that now you're prepared for the hard times. There may be drought. There may be desert heat. There may be long seasons of winter when there just doesn't seem to be any production taking place. But the good news is, is that it doesn't even have to bother you. Why? Because your roots are down there, your leaves stay green, and you can keep on being productive and bearing fruit. What are we talking about? Somebody that has deep roots. Now, my favorite place on planet Earth is Sequoia National Park. (laughs) I love going to the big trees. And my family and I, we've gone there nearly every summer since 2013. And we've spent a lot of summer nights sleeping beneath the giant sequoias, looking up there at the stars and all this stuff. And God did a wonderful job creating these things. If you've never gone, I highly recommend you go. They are literally the largest living things on planet Earth. But I have one tree that's particularly my favorite. And that may sound weird, like, you've got a favorite tree? Well, hey, listen, you've got a favorite taco. I can have a favorite tree. Now, shut up. So my favorite tree is the General Grant tree. It is it is known as the nation's Christmas tree. It's 267 feet tall. That's really, really tall. And the base of the tree around the trunk uh, is 107 feet around. That's how wide the base of this tree is. And I love this tree. I always go to it. I just always stare up at it. And that may not sound very deep to you, but hey, it works for me. So I just stare up at this giant tree and I'm like, God, you are so big. Oh my gosh. I am so small. You are so massively big and so much mightier and powerful than I am. And so I stare at this thing, but sequoias, all right, they're huge and they're wonderful, but being in California, uh, there's not usually ample supplies of fresh water around. And so the roots have to grow very far out to reach a good water source. Sometimes the roots can go over 200 feet in each direction, searching till they get to some moist ground and some water. Here's the thing. That takes a really long time to let your roots go out that far and to grow that. that it, just, it takes a while to develop deep roots, and it's going to be the same way in your life. And so just because, well, I started church like three months ago and I, I still have problems. Well, listen, brother, it's going to take a minute to grow some roots. It takes a little bit. Don't give up. Don't dig it all up and say, nah, forget all that. Lasting success, check it out on your outline. Lasting success takes time that lazy people don't want to put in. Lasting and long-term success takes time that lazy people don't want to put in. And I see so many of you guys who maybe don't make the most noise or or uh, or uh, draw a lot of attention to yourself, but over the course of time, you've grown into strong, stable Christians 
just by consistently doing the basics. Just by being consistent, you know, you know, just slow and steady wins the race, so to speak. Just by simply being a consistent Christian, you've grown into a very strong individual. And I know a lot of you don't even see it in yourself. But other people look at you and think, man, I, w- I want to be strong like her. I want to be strong like he is. And you may not see it, but other people do. And how did you get there? You were just, you weren't looking to get rich quick. You weren't looking to, what's the fastest way that I can get strong? Here, I'll just do that. No, you did it the right way. And the right way takes time. But the right way is the right way. And the right way pays off because your tree and your house is still standing in the end. Give it time. You know, one of the strangest plants in the world, I'm not a, what's that, botanist? What's that, what's that word? The people that study trees. Botanist, yes. So, I'm not one of those, but I'm talking about trees a lot today. And the, one of the strangest plants in the world is the bamboo plant. You plant the seeds, and for five years, you don't see anything at all. You plant them, and year one, you stare at the spot you planted them, and nothing takes place. Year two, you're staring at the ground, nothing takes place. Year three, year four, but around year number five, the sprout finally breaks through the ground and the bamboo tree grows 90 feet in five weeks. You see nothing for five years, but within five weeks, It just grows insanely. I mean, we're talking sometimes a couple of feet a day in some cases, and it's crazy. Now, someone may look at that and be like, man, I want to get into the bamboo business. Wow, those things grow 90 feet in five weeks. No, they don't. They grow 90 feet in five years. You saw the quick fight. You you saw the end result. You didn't see the five years of roots going down being watered, being tended to, being taken care of. And some of your lives, God's done some big things, and people are like, wow, they got a miracle in five weeks. No, they developed their faith over years and years and years. Then the devil came and huffed and puffed and tried to blow their house down, and God miraculously brought them through, but it wasn't because of just five weeks. No, they took time to let those roots grow deep. It's a process. It takes some time, but it's always, always worth it. And so I want to go to number two here today, and that's this. Number one, you need deep roots because your life is going to grow. You're getting taller. You're getting stronger. But without the right foundation beneath you, it's not going to last. And so number two, you need a strong foundation. You need a strong foundation we were talking about trees. Well, now we're going to talk about houses. So let's go. All right. So when we visited earlier this year, we visited uh, the 9-11 Memorial in uh, New York City. And it's crazy, man. It's weird. But you go down into the basement of the original towers. It's where the museum's at. And, and so you go down and the basement of this place, they dug 70 feet beneath the surface to lay this foundation. And, you know, whenever the building was done and tall, nobody was like, wow, what an impressive foundation. No, they, they wanted, everyone talked about how tall it was and how, you know, what a, what a groundbreaking thing this was. But the foundation 
was 70 feet deep, and we're standing down there at the bottom of it, you know, just looking up. But, I mean, you got to look seven stories up just to see where the ground level was. Now, the new tower that they built, uh, it, it, the, what's the Freedom Tower? It, it's 110 feet deep. They went and they went, you know what? This time we're not taking any chances. They went 110 feet below the surface to make sure that the right foundation was laid. And so we know this much. How high up you go depends on how deep your foundation is. It's on your outline. How high you can go in life depends on how deep your foundation is. If you have a shallow foundation, you can't go very high. It'll be dangerous to you and you'll collapse and you'll fall. But if your foundation is deep and you took the time to lay it upon God's word, the sky is the limit, so to speak. So, yeah. Keep reading your Bible and praying every day. Keep coming to church every week. It may not seem like much is happening, but your foundation is getting stronger and deeper. And you don't know how strong you are until there is an attack upon your life. You know, and I guess I should explain that because I was talking to someone just recently and 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 a situation came to them that a year ago would have just flatlined them and caused them to collapse and do a heap. The same situation came this year. And, you know, they're like, man, that's kind of a bummer that happened. And I was like, do you realize how strong you are right now? A year ago, that would have just absolutely just torn you down. And this person's like. Wow, I I didn't think about it that way. And I'm like, you don't know how strong you are until you get a chance to push back against some weight, right? Maybe, you know, you've been going to the gym and working out and like, well, I don't feel anything. You don't know and you don't see the growth until there is some pressure that comes against you. And this time you push back and you overcome it. And it doesn't totally ruin your week and your life and, and, and tear you down. And so, so many of you here, you may be thinking like, man, I don't see the growth. Hey, beneath the surface, your roots have grown deeper. Your foundation has gotten stronger. And the next time the devil comes huffing and puffing and knocking on your door, you're going to really see what you're made out of this time. Amen. And so I want to look here at one more thing from Jesus, and that's in Luke chapter 6. Let's go there today. Luke chapter 6. And a very, very important story from the Word of God. So we're talking about our focus this year is on growing our roots deeper and deeper into Him. And we'll explain that more in the coming weeks because it doesn't work to just say, hey, I've got this goal, if you don't actually have steps to get to that goal, right? Your goal could be like, hey, you know, I want to get to New York City by next Friday. Okay, how are you going to get there? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was just kind of thinking I'd get over there. Well, you're going to get on a plane. You're going to get on a train. You're going to get in a car. How are you going to get there? And so that's another word of encouragement for you today. If you have set some goals for your new year, that's nice, but that's not enough. you got to have some steps of action on how you're going to accomplish those goals or you won't accomplish them. You're welcome. You are so welcome for telling you that. Luke chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 46 through 49. And Jesus says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I'll show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, 
and then actually follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation at all. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse. Guaranteed. It'll collapse into a heap of ruins. Wow. What a, what a story from Jesus right there. Now verse 46 always gets me because I know a lot of people that would tell you that Jesus is their Lord, but they don't do anything he says to do. Again, that's not judgmental. It's just a fair thing. Jesus said it, and I think it's a very fair thing of him to say. He's like, hey, guys, uh, a little confused here. Uh, why do you keep calling me Lord when you don't do anything I say? Like, <laughs> I'm not your Lord. <laughs> and that sounds like a harsh thing, but just because you like Jesus, just because you draw inspiration from Jesus, just because he's always been there for you and, and gotten you out, and I'm saying this to myself too, just because... I like Jesus and have received him into my heart. That does not mean he's my Lord. It's possible for Jesus to be your savior, but not your Lord. Your savior saves you from hell and gets you to heaven. Praise God for that. But your Lord is involved in every aspect of your life. He says, don't touch that. You don't touch it. He says, don't go there. I'm not going there. Get away from that person. Okay, I'll get away. And 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 someone that Jesus isn't really their Lord, they may have enough sense to hear God's voice, but they're like, hey, well, why? Why? I, I, I want to touch that. I want to do that. I want to be. And he's no, just trust me. Just trust me. You'll find out later. And sometimes as a parent, isn't it that way? You're like, kids, get over here. Come on. I I was in this spot the other day. We were in a, I forget where we were at, but there was some, you know, kind of creepy looking people, questionable looking characters. And I'm like, kids, get over here. Why? I don't want to tell you right now because he's standing right there. Why? Take my hand and get over here. And sometimes in your life, but God, why? I don't want to do And he's like, just trust me on this. I will explain later when we get to the car. Get over here. Right? Come on. At least have the sense of a little kid. And so sometimes as you grow and as your roots get deeper, the Lord is going to tell you something, but he's not going to tell you why right now. Part of your growth is to just trust and obey. And say, you know what, that's okay, okay, I don't have to know why. Maybe I'll find out later, farther along, we'll understand why. But right now, uh, I just know that God's telling me that I can't do that anymore. And, 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 and when you make Jesus your Lord, it offends people, it gets you called names, it, it, it doesn't make you popular, because people that Jesus isn't their Lord, they don't understand you, and they liked it more when they were your Lord. When, when you obeyed them and when you did things that made them comfortable. But I'm telling you right now, if you're going to grow in 2023, if your roots are going to go down into him and your faith is going to get stronger, it's not going to be good enough to just listen to the teachings of Jesus because this guy right there did that. These two guys both came to Jesus. They both, number one, came to Jesus. They both, number two, listened to his teaching, but only the first guy obeyed his teaching. So that tells us right there that just coming to Jesus, just listening to him, it's nice, but it's not good enough. 
until you obey. James 1.22, write it down, but James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, or else you're deceiving yourself. And that's an incredible thing. There's people that they think they've got it all together, but really they're very deceived and they won't know until the storm comes and everything falls out. And so are we saying that to be mean? Are we saying that to scare people? No, we're saying, hey, let's lay some foundations this year. Let's get stronger. And it's going to take a little time. You're going to need to read your Bible maybe a little bit more. You're going to maybe need to hook up with one of the, the lift groups that's going on. Or, or, you know, we're looking at some different book clubs and Bible studies and things like that. You're going to need to hook up with some of this stuff. And it's going to take some time. If you want to be stronger, and go places you've never gone before, you're going to have to do things that you've never done before. And so in this new year, this is day number one of 365. We have got a blank slate, a fresh start before us. We have got to capitalize on this, not as a church, but as individuals. And so who's ready, man? to do some Colossians 2-7 this year? Who's ready to dig a little deeper, to go a little farther, to take a little more time than we've taken before? And again, it's not the quick route, but it's the right route. And you are going to be so much stronger. Your life is going to grow so much higher. And God's going to take you to places you've never gone before. And I promise you that. But it's only going to happen if we do things His way. The Lord is so, so good to us. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead. We're going to stand up together today. I'm going to have Josh come forward. Pastor Josh. And here in just a minute, we're going to be receiving communion. Uh, we closed out 2022 with communion on Wednesday night. And absolutely, man, we're going to open up the new year by taking communion. But before we do, I wanted to encourage you about something. Every year towards, well, towards the end of the, of the year, I really start seeking God about not only what his plan is for the church, but for my personal life and my family. And, you know, it's just every year since 2012. 2012 was the first year that I was mature and adult enough and Christian enough to actually do that. <laughs> and that's sad because by that point I'd already been through Bible college and been a youth pastor for several years. But anyway, 2012 was the, uh, the first year that I really said, God, what is it you want? Cause I'm sitting here making a list of I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But I never said, Hey God, what is it you, what do, what do you want me to do? And I asked God, give me a verse to stand on because without standing on God's word, Man, it just doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. And so every year I say, God, what is your verse for this year? Now, you know, I'm not trying to go on and on here, but it's important in your life that you develop the ability to get quiet, to shut out distractions. Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. You've got to go someplace where you can have some quiet and you can focus. For me, that's the woods. I got to go to the woods and get away from people and shut my phone off. I love you, but don't text me when I'm out there, okay? And so I'm out there and I talk to God and and you need something like that in your life. And I get it that not everybody's the same, but you've got to grow to the place where you can get quiet before the Lord and say, what's your plan? And I need a verse to stand on. And, and that's so important, man. And so I'm encouraging you that over the course of this first week of the new year here, 
find some time, some way. I'm not saying you got to go out to the desert or the wood. Just find some time in some way to talk to God and say, what is it you want from me, Lord? What is it you want? And God, I want you to give me a verse to stand on this year. He'll draw you to a verse and it'll shock you, but he will bring something to you. And sometimes I'm like, why this verse? That doesn't make any sense. But sometime throughout the year, I'm like, now I get it. I'm so glad that I, that I received that verse because now it makes sense. Amen. And so that's, that's something I want to encourage you with. But we're going to take communion together this morning as we begin this new year. And we're starting with a fresh slate. And if there's anything that you need to just get washed off of you today from the previous year, anything you need to repent of, anything that you need to talk to God about, this is a very, very good time to do that. And so let's go ahead and we'll come up and receive the elements. Uh, they're going to lead us in some worship here. Come up and get your communion elements. If you want to stay at the altar, that's fine. If you want to go back to your spot, that's fine too. Amen. I gotta take communion down here with you guys, okay? I'm trying, but I can't be up there. So, uh, listen, to take communion with us, you don't have to be a member of this church. You just need to be a member of the family of God, the body of Christ. And so, I want to lead us in a prayer today, uh, a salvation prayer. And and wouldn't it be a beautiful way to start your year if if you closed out 22 without Jesus in your life? And you opened up 23 with Jesus in your life. What a difference this is going to make. And so I want to lead us in a, a prayer of salvation today. And maybe you're here and like you've just never really received Jesus into your life. Or maybe you did at one point and you kind of walked away. He didn't leave you, but we'll get real. You kind of left him. Well, he's not here to thump you and say, you know, what are you doing? He's here to say, welcome home. I want to take care of this right now. And I tell you, man, even just... <laughs> Being a member of the church doesn't mean you're born again. You get that, right? The only way to receive Jesus is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And so we're going to do that this morning, and then I'll feel a little more comfortable taking communion today. But let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's say this together. Father, in Jesus' name, 
I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. My life is yours. Thank you for a new start. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give Jesus some praise together today? Amen. Now, if you're here and this was your moment, man, this is you, you really just restored your relationship with Jesus. I want you to see Jose over here, here in just a few minutes, and he's got some information that could help you. And uh, if you're interested, and with your permission, we would hook you up with another believer from the church here uh, for a program we call Spiritual Personal Trainer, where they would take the next 30 days and text you a devotion and a Bible verse every day. They'll pray for you, pray with you, and be there to help you get started on the right path. But we don't want to just leave you hanging on your own. Uh, so this morning, we're going to get into communion for just a minute here. And uh, and we're going to do something that the Apostle Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. In verse 27, he said, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So if we if we do this disrespectfully and wrong, you're not sinning against the preacher. You're not sinning against the church. Yeah, you're sinning against Jesus himself. That's not a good spot to be in. And so how do we do this right? Verse 28, that is why you should examine yourself or judge yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you're eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. And that's why many are, of you are weak and sick and some people even died from it. And so uh, that's, you know, again, not to scare people. It's just to get real. When we take communion, it's a real, real serious thing. We're talking about the body and blood of the Lord here. And I encourage us. I've been a little more, uh, I guess, hardcore on this lately. So, you know, that's just the way it is. But uh, if you're here, man, and, and, you know, God's dealing with you on something, listen to him right now, okay? And, 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 and maybe he's saying that you need to quit that, you need to get away from that, you know? Praise God. If you're at least willing to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to start working on this, that's one thing. If you're in a spot and God's saying, let go of that, get away, and you're not even willing to take steps towards that, I, you know, I, this sounds so mean, but I got, I just get scared sometimes that don't take communion. If, if, if God is, and you know, something is, is up, something's sin, something's in your life and you're just not even willing to even take the first steps to let go. We're not saying you're getting there overnight, but if you're not even willing to admit that, you know, that's dishonoring the, the blood of Jesus and you, you're better off to not take communion. Okay. And so that, that sounds so mean, but I'm just keeping it real. Okay. So what we're going to do here is what that verse 28 told us. And that is to examine ourselves and judge ourselves. And, and as God's talking to you, this isn't a time to feel condemned or, or judge. It's a time to say, you know what, Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. I'm working on some stuff right now. Help me, Lord. Forgive me. Help me this year to do it your way. But we're going to take a minute this morning uh, to, to examine our own lives. Amen.
Well, I would encourage you, if you have your family here or your spouse or your kids, why don't you just kind of gather around them for just a minute? And I, I think, you know, especially us being a family church, let's take a minute, maybe just, uh, I don't know, pray over each other's ear for just, just a minute here, okay? And uh, I feel led to do that. So let's take a minute to pray with your family. If they're here, if not, pray with someone else that's around you. We're all family. The Apostle Paul wrote this to us, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. So Jesus, we take this bread this morning, Lord, and we realize that this represents your body that was broken for us, Lord, beaten and, uh, and bruised, Lord, so we could have peace, so we could have healing. And Jesus, we thank you for it. We do this in remembrance of you. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. And so, Jesus, we take this this morning and we realize that we have a new covenant with you, Lord. Your blood washed away our sins, Lord. Your blood paid the price that we were supposed to pay. Thank you, Jesus, for our salvation. We love you and we do this to remember you. Amen. I'm going to ask Josh and the team to lead us in a hymn this morning. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? 
Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as team come up this morning for just a minute here and if you're here today and you're in need of prayer uh, for anything at all uh, we want to we want to hook up our faith with yours and believe for the lord to work in your situation and so let's take uh, just a few minutes before we close out here if you are in need of prayer uh, now's the time to come forward for that and we'll just worship god a few more minutes here
Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to go ahead and close things out today. I thank you for your great church family being patient with us as we minister to people up here. There's some weeks there, you know, it's more than others, but that's all right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Uh, we have service tonight at 6 o'clock. So, hey, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's have some fun. What a way to start your year, huh? Yeah. Amen. Back in the day, you know, maybe you, the, the devil didn't give you any trouble about starting your New Year's Day with a couple of beers. Why not start it with a couple of church services? All right, just throwing that out there. All right, so let's pray. If you didn't get a calendar, make sure you get one. You're going to love the verses that are on there. That's great. And uh, now you know the story of why you didn't get them at the Christmas service. All right, let's pray, and then we'll do our Barstow Faith Confession, and then you are dismissed. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, uh, for everybody here, everybody that's watched today that has decided to take a couple of hours, the very first morning of the new year, Jesus, to make time for you, to make time for your word, and to start laying the foundation for the new year. Lord, I say right now, in Jesus' name, that this will be the absolute best year that any of us have had yet, Lord. We thank you for the healing power of God in our bodies and in our families, Lord, and that we're just moving 
looking ahead every single day. The blessing of the Lord is upon us, Father. And we thank you for that. And may we have the love, joy, and peace of God in every household here. We praise you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's speak some words of faith over Barstow today. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Have a wonderful new year.